0: Welcome to Sonic Talk episode 635, today recording live on Wednesday the 16th of December 2020 as we uh, head towards autumn. Uh, this is the show to do with, uh, well, music technology, live streaming, live podcasting, uh, broadcasting, studio, no, actually, I, no it's not, it's to do with music technology, studio recording and uh, live performance and uh, electronic music instruments, all the kind of stuff that goes on behind the scenes and enables uh, you to hear music your end uh, we kind of cover pretty much in every way we can I want to say hello to everybody I've actually managed to bring in because we're streaming live to Twitch uh, twitch.tv slash sonicstate brought the Twitch in we've got the uh Also got the Discord in, so if you want to check the Discord, the link will be in the show uh, intro and outro. Uh, I want to say, those of you probably uh, wondering why there's half an hour of extra stuff on the beginning of the show, that's just because, uh, basically, YouTube had been tinkering with their algorithms and didn't enable me to kind of go, yes, I want to start streaming now, and it just went as soon as... But what I did is I filled that up with a bunch of patches from uh, probably our first topic, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to our friends over at Isotope. Uh, Don't forget, we've got a... um, Basically, a code if you want to save 10% on any isotope products, and they are legion and very, very useful if you're into audio production. Uh, use the code, uh, well, Sonic Talk. Sonic. I think Sonic 10, isn't it? Sonic 10 at checkout, and you can get basically anything there. So we're taking a break from the competitions, and we've got... A- A 10% off. So, um, well, welcome one and all. Uh, We'll say hello to our guests. Where shall we start? We'll start, I think, with uh, Mr. Steve Hillier, who's there in Brighton. Steve Hillier. Uh, Oh, he's got a KLF T-shirt on now. He's completely changed. I'm sure he had a white one earlier. Steve, of course, (laughs) a a famous Dubstar uh, founder member and also uh, producer, DJ, engineer, songwriter, all of those things. Steve, did I see... Some kind of dubstar reemergence over the last few weeks. Have I seen some? I'm sure I saw some ads um, on Facebook.
1: There, there is uh, well, the, well. To be honest, there's been quite a lot of different things. Uh, there is a, a new tune that Chris and Sarah, uh, who in dubstar, have put out. And there's been a whole load of uh, things that I put out as well. I've. Um, it's 25 years since the release of the first dubstar album called Disgraceful and there didn't seem to be anything you know going on uh, so i just decided i know because it was in the middle of the lockdown as well um it might be quite nice to put together some piano versions of the songs that the ah. the band did over time so um if you go to youtube and put in dubstar 25 that's the digits 25 there's a playlist of just me doing some piano versions of the old tunes so ah. yeah it's a kind of a busy time for a a band that finished 20 years ago. <laughs> well, that's quite interesting because it sort of links into one of the topics that we might get onto
0: a little bit later. I'm just going to... YouTube.com... What's it called? Dubstar... Just slash Dubstar 25.
1: Uh, no, just just go to YouTube and just put in Dubstar uh, space 25 and there's a playlist there of 25 uh, piano versions of the tunes that are... Uh, that's uh, the not band Dibstar. Did
0: that that would be something again. very different, I think. That might be yeah. some <laughs> sort of gardening playlist. <laughs> Dubstar at 25... Ah, okay, I think I've got it here Okay That's the one Oh, nice. Well, uh, that's something that perhaps we can enjoy at our own time, but uh, I'm I'm glad we are able to get that plug in. But lovely to have you, Steve, um, as ever. I hope things are well with you. Um, I will also say hello. Well, we've got uh, Mr. Charles Chicky Reeves, who's uh, here again uh, in his uh, Technicolor studio. Charles, of course, uh, producer, well, remote mixer and remixer, uh, live Mm -hmm. sound um front house guy travels the world or has travel been traveling the world uh, I, I guess you were up planning until about up 6 until, months ago yeah quite <laughs> I, I imagine you were recently doing uh you were going to do some concerts from your house but now they've they've reduced the amount of people so have you decided to hold off for a little while on those
2: holding off until the 21st of november
0: then we'll reassess but
2: um but i'm i'm still set up ready to go um pa Lots of mics, yeah. <laughs> you know, console everything, um, and we're. I guess this gives us a bit more time to work on, you know, the whole branding thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. So we're we're good to go. It's just uh, whatever these, what are the rules are. I got to stick to those. I don't, and also now, because the the government's encouraging people to snitch on their neighbors, I just kind of <laughs> definitely want to do get anybody's attention. But uh but otherwise, yeah, I've been working here in the studio a lot. I'm mixing the new uh Tiny Magnetic Pet Mag, Tiny Magnetic Pets album, their uh electronic act from Dublin. So I'm Wow, gonna, that sounds good. Excellent. Well, glad up. to hear it. Yeah, so
0: I'm good. Well, lovely to on, have Matt. you, uh, as ever. And, of course, we also have Mr. Matthew Hodson. Matt Hodson, a.k.a. Maths, with two T's. Maths, 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 at Maths, Maths, Maths. Hello. Uh, he's, uh, he's in a you bit, right? You're in a very high-contrast environment there. You're, you've got a sort of... Uh, <laughs> yes, look at looking good. Your new internet connection, uh, educator, producer, live streamer, all of those things, uh, artiste. Yep. How are you, Matt?
3: I'm good, thank you. And, I actually, you have just been remixing uh for a local band as well just finishing that great great band as well if you haven't checked them out called you me in the weather um who approached me and, and they've got a new album coming out and um yeah just been been working on that amongst a load of other things finishing off my own stuff uh it's great to be back on you guys and uh yeah all good here
0: Excellent, glad to hear it. Well, um, our first topic is clearly a new synth, and I thought I could play a video, but then I thought, actually, what I can do, and this is I've not done this before, I'm just going to flip over to the actual live instrument and go and play a couple of sounds on it, and that'll be the intro. That seems like maybe a better idea. I don't know. Uh, Of course, it does rather put the pressure on that I don't fluff it completely, which is highly possible. So, uh, two seconds.
3: Oh. This is... uh... This is Real
2: Time Folks, here we go. (laughs)
3: Uncor.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, no, my muted, Nick. I'm muted. I, I said there was every there chance I might fluff it, and I, I think I just managed to do that. But if you want a slightly better and, and, and less pressurized, I, I, I literally only just decided that, which is why I didn't have a patch lined up. Uh, there's a whole bunch of patches at the beginning of this video, which uh, due to the new chapters for YouTube, you'll be able to flip that in. I Also, actually, before I go there, I didn't mention we're also on Alexa, we're on Spotify, we're on everywhere. I've tried to get the podcast everywhere, so you can ask your uh, portable home speaker to play Sonic Talk podcast, and you should... Here the latest episode. But, yeah, so this is the news that we've got, the brand new Polybrute, which dropped uh, yesterday. I'm rather ashamed of the fact that I didn't finish my review in time, but there are great ones out there by, I think Doty did one, Loop Pop as ever, has uh, smashed it, and I think Bo Beat's got one as well, but I'll be doing mine a bit later. So, this is the six voice, these are stereo voices, I believe, or it's a stereo architecture. Uh, analog polysynth, it's analog apparently right up to the... Um, the effects, although obviously it's programmable, so there must be digital control there. Uh, Six voices, the twin filter, it's got a lot of the brute characteristics in such, uh, it's got the ladder and the Steiner-Parker filter, it's got uh, brute type oscillators, two of them per voice, and it's also got this kind of massive mod matrix, but the really big one is this kind of morph control, which is a very interesting Concept. It's just literally each patch has an A and a B position for a, a single knob, and you program the sound on A, and then you program the sound on B, and then the travel in between will kind of actually morph. It doesn't crossfade; it morphs between them, and it's pretty much every single parameter apart from things like uh, the effects algorithms and the matrix, the mod matrix assignments. But you can uh, have sort of multiple sets of mod matrix. I think it's 32 slots, so you can morph between them, and it will move. I, I'm gonna to come to you Chicky, uh, because well I would if i pressed the right button you've got a matrix brute <laughs> and uh I, I, do. I, I don't know how much you knew in advance about this but uh is this something that piques your interest or are you kind of over another polysynth <laughs>
2: no no i i i love i'd love the idea of this uh i was upset that uh i was upset they made it <laughs> 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 so i love i love i love the matrix Brute. i have a matrix Brute and uh the Make, uh, mini brute, and yeah. amongst other amongst other arteria stuff, but yeah, I was uh, I was I was saddened that they came out with this only because I knew I would be about twenty two hundred pounds cheaper or poorer than I should be, because I I definitely want one of those, um, it and uh, it sounds beautiful, it sounds beautiful. I, I I really I love the arteria stuff mostly because it's there's something kind of uh, aggressive, kind of dirty about their stuff that even when it's beautiful, it's always just, it's, it's got that sort of, it's sort of like, you know, um, the, the Memory Man by uh, Electroharmonics, like yeah. everything that goes into that comes out sounding very mellifluous, you know, like it sounds like honey, you know, which actually I think is where the word mellifluous comes from, flows like honey. Um, to me, all the arterial stuff is kind of like that. Everything that comes out of it is just, it's just beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. And then this now is like, well, it's either buy five more Matrix Brutes or buy one of these so I can do five. Well, they're very different, actually.
0: Because I would say the one thing about the Matrix Brute is much more brutish. You know, it goes further mm-hmm. into that real gnarly stuff, and they've obviously tamed it back. But I mean, the thing that's really interesting about this synthesizer is. It sounds really good as a mono. I mean, you know, just a couple of it, it's beefy as hell. Those oscillators are almost like going, "Really, do we need these oscillators to sound this big to to kind of, you know, t- to be a polysynth?" but it's really it's a very And the
2: low end is amazing in that. The low the low end sounds fantastic. Yeah.
0: Um, I you did, I think even on your
2: video you did a you did a patch just showing just the low end and and, and the it room was, was, was shredding. It really <laughs> it was. It was fantastic. Yeah. I had it playing in here on with the uh
0: the subs on it sounded fantastic i love it nice yeah. so um matt you're not i know you're not very keyboardy but sometimes you hear things and it this i i get the sneaking feeling that this synth might occupy a world you might be interested in because i remember you were talking about yeah was it you were saying i was thinking about getting a poly and i was going well there might be something interesting coming and yeah. this was kind of it but you or have you gone to the in
3: fact i've i've got this on loan at the minute which is the Ooh, summit nice. um, which came straight from um Paul Hartnell studio from Orbital, and it's got a load of his patches on it. So I've just been nicking his sounds recently, <laughs> um, and I'm really impressed with this. I must say, this is this is a really great synth. Yeah, it's nice. Um, because I don't have a poly, this is exactly what I think. The last show I was on last week or the week before, I was saying I want to get a poly. I was thinking about Deep Mine. I was thinking about the Summit. I was thinking about the uh, Udo Six. Um, I'm a big fan of the Microbrew um this this thing's bad boy and um it's so portable as well i've, I've gigged with this lowe's just shove it in a bag happy days proper little rough kind of sh101 if you like uh which has got cv on it as well which is really yeah. cool Well, so this, does, this me-
0: doesn't have cv which is you know maybe an issue for yeah someone. i
3: know it's that and I'm, do you know what i'm not seeing a lot of i haven't seen a lot of videos and people playing the matrix brute so i just pointed that out in the chat room as well um I see pe- um yeah, I don't really see many people playing it. So I'm wondering if people liked the Matrix brew, they liked this configuration, the mod matrix on it, but they were perhaps wondering it's you know, that's quite a lot of money for a mono synth. And now this has come out and you've got Polly. I guess this is the jump and you know, um it's a couple of grand. Yeah, it's, two uh, two thousand two hundred and
0: fifty UK, about two and a half I grand. Dimes. okay
3: yeah i mean it <laughs> sounds oh, everything I've heard, it, it sounds great what is that
0: i think steve was about to steve's steve steve had his uh, uh, exercise regime kick off in the middle of the show
1: <laughs> i think that's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to me on a broadcast i was just checking i wanted to check the name of a synth that i was going to talk about and then i just opened my phone and out comes my cardio warm-up <laughs> i'll I'll, uh, I'll leave see you later actually, thanks guys. That's it's a great fine. please don't I'll please get my don't hat. please don't
0: yeah sorry Brilliant. matt uh, you're right actually and i think that it does make sense to a degree that uh, people might go well actually i mean it, it is an extra uh, six or seven i think it was 1800 quid wasn't it the original matrix book? Mm. and uh, this yeah. doesn't flip but it doesn't have the cv but it's
3: got a lot yeah, of stuff i'm mean, like i'm liking the, the sounds that i'm hearing from it um one of the things I really like about your reviews, though, Nick, is it's just you playing it, and that's what that's you know. If I really want to go in depth on something, I'll go and check out the manual. Does it allow this to happen? Can you assign this LFO to that envelope and stuff? Your stuff when when you're checking it out. I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show, but you just get the, you get a feel for really the the sound and and the texture of it, and you also give us some of the kind of things that maybe they could enhance on it as well. Um. I've been looking at some of these videos recently as soon as this product goes live and everybody is just, it's brilliant, it's amazing, it's great. Well, is it, you know, or?
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, I am i i i will be honest, I'm most of the way through the review. I just couldn't make the deadline. That view, video yeah. I put out yesterday, it literally got to two o'clock. I had a meeting from three till five and I thought, I've got to put something out. So I just, I improvised that. In one go in, in ten minutes, and then edited it and stuck it online, which was just literally at all. There was very it, there was no consideration to it apart from the fact that I had already had the the idea of what I'd already done for the review. But there are, I mean, yeah. there are. I haven't found to be honest. I haven't really found much that I would dislike about it. I mean, I suppose yeah. the only thing is it's a little the the split and the layer is a little bit complicated because it doesn't use separate patches. It uses the A and the B side. So what happens when you're cuz you you flip the the knob over to the B side and then you're editing B or editing A. Uh, you can do it in menu but it, it it gets a bit messy when you're trying to send some some of the lower say keyboard to the delay and not the upper. It, so I haven't maybe okay. that's just cuz I haven't so quite figured it out.
3: This is the morphing thing you're talking about, where you can morph from one patch to another, and it, well, yeah, and but combined clear. with the
0: split and layer, because you can split okay. and layer uh, to you know, you could have two layers or, or a split, and that, but it uses yeah. the left and right side of the patch rather than calling in a patch. Some you know, it's not two complete engines; it's using the same morph engine for right. both sides of the. Yeah, if you that's see what interesting.
3: I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I've heard a lot about the morphing side of it, and to be clear, it's not—it's not just volume morphing. It's actually oh, no, 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 morphing all the parameters, morphing. and yeah. yeah, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering though, how much I would use that, but I. But then again, what I, until you play what, around with it, what's
0: really no. interesting is you think how much am I going to use that, and then you have a lovely patch, and then you kind of go, I oh, know, I'll just copy because you could just kind of go, I'll copy that to the B side and then modify yeah. a few things, and then you've, you you you. You sweep between them and you go, oh, my, what's that? That's ah, that's not okay. what I – I wouldn't have done that. But it, it okay. because I've got these two points and I can travel along it, it's somewhere in between. And you can also quantize the way the pitch will um, – uh, uh, will behave when you're changing the oscillator pitch. So it'll either do a sweep or chromatically or go octaves and fifths or do, you know, so it can go into intervals. Lots of interesting stuff. But yeah, oh. it is, it's 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 fascinating There, I know, Steve, I know you're a fan of polysynths, so I can see a couple behind you. What do you think about uh, this? Yeah,
1: that's absolutely... Well, I mean, I've been in a in the market uh, for an analogue polysynth for a little while now. And I've been, you know, testing out a few different units um the the keyboard that i was just wanted to check the name of but instead called up my uh, workout regime um was the core prologue and i had that for a little while and i, I must admit it, it, there was just something about it that didn't work for me and i and it was the sound now I knew this uh, polysynth was coming for a while, but I didn't hear it until yesterday. And I saw your um, sort of preview, Nick, and I saw what was up on Arturia's website. And I think that the thing that they've got right here, and particularly for me, is the sound of the thing. It it genuinely does sound beautiful. And I was a little sceptical, like somebody I think mentioned before about whether you could take the, the grime and the sort of beastliness of the Matrix Brute uh-huh. and turn it into a PolySix. But, but they but they seem to have done it. They've actually um, dealt with the thing that would have put me off buying this, which is that I'm not really that keen on the sort of Matrix Brute's sound, that that kind of aggression, because I can get that kind of aggression or, or the aggression that I like from this up here, which is a cool yeah. MS-20, an original um which it just has a thing which really works for me so i think this is this sounds terrific and i think so far they seem to be selling it on the sound more than the facilities which uh is great you know but when i looked into it a little further there was a, a couple of things that surprised me maybe not so much to put me off but first of all it's only six voices now yeah I know that that's a sort of, that, I mean, we've got a Juno 106, I think, in the background there in um, in Charles's room, and that's six voices, and it's a classic. I've had multiple Junos over the years. Um, I just felt like I was kind of hoping for more voices. It's not a deal breaker, but six just feels a little bit limited. The other thing, which Really surprised me as well was that I was looking through the specs, and I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but it's 20 kilograms in weight. Yeah, it's heavy. It's quite a hefty unit. You know. Not oh, as heavy uh, as a yeah, Matrix yeah. brute, but. Yeah, yeah Matrix brute's really right. heavy. Um, now, you see, the, the, the reason why uh, I'm in, or I was in, in uh, going to get a. a an analogue poly was for live that was the main reason i was going to do it now of course playing live is a little bit problematic at the moment (laughs) so i i I, you know getting arrested getting you know dobbed in by Pretty patel it's it's just you know a hazard for a musician in 2020 but um that would have been a deal breaker for me if i were to get this for live just simply because uh, this point in my career it's if i'm going to carry stuff yeah. around you may as well re- get really well why not be- get a
0: cp70 if you're really going to go hog? i know what well, you, yeah, you have as I, well i know you I've have
1: got, but i've got one just there <laughs> <laughs> and um you know and i've also got the injuries and uh, to and, and the medical bills to show for it my point is though that at this stage in the game when playing live really it's not a consideration for me and for most people this is the sort of thing that i i'm i I think I'm actually going to get with the idea that I'm probably going to only hold on for it for one or two years. You know, I don't know. We'll see. But but the point is, is that the sound of it is so lovely um, that that's really what sold me. There is just one other thing I want to mention. We're talking about this morphing. Um, there's another as a, a piece of software that I've used for years, which I recommend to everybody, which is a round, which you'll find in the Native Instrument a uh, complete collection. It's basically uh, either, well, it's a combination really of a virtual analog and an FM synthesizer. And right. it enables you to morph between patches in, in the same way that we're discussing here for the. Um, Could you say the name of that again? Cause you just had a bit of a glitch it's there. Rounds. Ah, rounds yes. as in like a ball. Rounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I found that an exceptional synthesizer, especially if you're doing FM programming, which is really my bread and butter because you can, it's the only synthesizer I know where you can set up two completely different kind of FM sounds and it will morph between the two and not crossfade, but um, well, the other the the Yamaha
0: Motif it, and yeah. Modex has uh, that capability with the yeah. new OS as well, but it, 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 it and you can run uh, several points in it as well, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted it, it, to put this one. Really Wagyu says in the chat room, who cares about the weight? It's not a kind of <laughs> Imagine strapping that on. I mean, you look great, but you wouldn't last more than uh,
1: two seconds, yeah. I would think. But yeah. Well, I, I, I would just answer to that. He, he, of course, he's absolutely right. But as a proud CP70 owner, the last time I got that set up up here, it required two fit New Zealand Kiwi removal guys to hold it like that for 10 minutes as I was putting the legs underneath it. And the whole time I was just thinking, don't drop. This it. is a sort of this is a story, yeah that that you'd find in, um, you know, on a Wikipedia entry. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he ended up he died from, from flattened CP-70 by a CP seventy. Brain.
0: Well, the thing is about yeah. a CP seventy, you can actually you you can use it as for rather than you know it it can carry you. You can lie on it. You could have Michelle Pfeiffer sort of stretched out drinking a cocktail while you played some lovely lounge tunes or, you know, that sort of thing. Whereas, I don't think you could do that with a, a, a polybrew. It wouldn't have quite the same. It would, it would look good, but it would it would mess but with the controls. We should definitely try. <laughs> we could try that, yeah. I, well, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, the bottom line is, it's a, it is, and I take your point, I think six voices, but the one thing that I will say is when you go too far with analogue voices, it's so hard to get that. I think there must be a, a sweet spot to get make sure that they're all, you know... Calibrated because, as we saw with the Moog World, even though that sounds great at times as well, it's it's 16 voice versions. It's almost too much to manage in terms of analog, uh, you know, the analog voices. I did notice on this one there was um, once or twice I would cycle through the voices and i'd get one one that was slightly off but the scaling is absolutely perfect across them and there's a calibration routine you can just hit and i presume there's a bunch of stuff in there as well so i imagine if you had more voices there'd be more heat you'd have more management of all of that stuff and it would be difficult and i think with with that analog i mean but we're sport for choice i mean you know and i like the fact that they've gone for this kind of concept that it's like yeah okay we haven't bothered we're not trying to make it cheap we're just trying to make it nice you know and they can't kind of have
1: Yeah, and and I would just add to that, Nick, that I would rather have six great-sounding voices than, for example, eight that don't really float my boat. Yeah. The core Prologue was an example of that. And there was another one, uh, which I think is is mentioned fairly regularly on on this show, but the Prophet Zero Eight. That eight voices, it looks great. It's the perfect weight, by the way. Um, But the sound... I don't know. It just, just didn't it live for that you. Yeah. Well, that's, that helps. so um, you know, I'm, let's let's just concentrate on the sound, and uh, you know, we'll sort that out. Well, I mean, one other thing Christmas.
0: I would say is it very much does. It, you know, it steers me towards too much reverb and too much effects. Which, it, and I, I, I must. I'm going to go back to my review, and I'm going to try and move away from some of that, and see if I can get some less affected sounds out of it. Just to sort of see how that works because it's it, it they are the effects are so nice that you just you just turn them up because it's like oh that's really that is really nice and you can modulate pretty much all of the effects as well. There is another very interesting feature in here which is called the motion record. I think uh it's just next to the sequencer on the right that between the sequencer and the matrix and it's a single knob that's that affects the rate and it's basically uh it's one little record buffer that you can record a parameter tweak into a single parameter tweak, and then you can have it play once or, or loop uh, based on the tempo of the uh, the sequencer. And it's it, it's uh, multiple as well, so it's one per voice. So it's yet and, and so you can create a kind of you know a, a different waveform that's not a, a a generated one, and you can create a cadence to think. And there's something you know so that's a, that's another. I think the thing that I like about it is there are some interesting features. They haven't just gone for a polysynth they haven't been lazy i mean i am a little bit uncomfortable with the almost wholesale ripoff of the espresso v touche uh, on the left there i mean it's nowhere near as sensitive and as playable but it's this very similar concept and it's a good a really good idea but you know it's not it's not strictly only their idea so that's the only thing i'm, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with but uh, hey inspiration comes in many ways. But yeah, I believe it's available now and you can you, know, you can buy it or at least order it. I think it's on the way to the stores. It's not like, you know, order now for Q2. I think they're actually on their way. And there was, a, I, I'm once, one other thing I'm glad to see is uh, Sound on Sound seemed to have broken the embargo because they have to, obviously they've got front cover of a magazine. Magazine tends to go out several days before uh, the release of it. And it just, it got in people's hands before then. So, hey, what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, right. Well, let's just have a quick uh, a, a quick plug for our friends at Isotope. As I mentioned at the start of the show, uh, we've got uh, so they've got a special page. If you go to isotope.com/sonictalk, forward slash welcome Sonic Talk listeners. Uh, basically, if you use the Sonic Ten code at checkout, you could save ten percent on any Isotope plugin on bundle. And I, I just put RX Eight onto our edit machine, uh, and just the stuff that that can do for sort of video production and to it, getting noise off things. In fact, uh, uh, neutron is the, now the sound of Sonic Talk as well because I put it across the master bus so that we get this kind of uh, FM radio. You know, there's just so many possibilities for it. So I do recommend uh, if you use the isotope.com Sonic Talk uh, link, then you will save yourself ten percent. Uh, and of course, they've got demos of all of their stuff, so you can try it out before you even get there. So you know. Uh, once again, we thank them for their support of the show and uh, we're very pleased to be able to bring you a little something extra. Uh, there may be a competition coming back in the not-too-distant future, but for now, we're doing the Sonic Talk 10%. So, isotope.com slash sonic talk is where you get to all of the details of that. Okay, right. Next up. Hmm. So, speaking of massive reverbs, here is the... <laughs> Eventide Black Hole in a pedal, and as we know, this this is a uh, one of their more favoured DSPs. It originally came on one of their really big platforms. I mean, it's it's the daddy, I guess, in some ways. In, the, in the, probably earlier than Strymon, and this is what maybe Strymon were going after. So this pedal, not too bad, two seven nine. Sadly, they're only using guitars to demonstrate it. We got presets in there. We can change the mix, the gravity, the delay, uh, the feedback, and the cue. Oh, there's a synth on it. It's the entire band, apart from the drummer, going into the even side black hole. (laughs) (laughs) I approve. (laughs) Lovely. Anyway, it's a feel-good kind of, you know, Coldplay-esque stadium reverb Mm. kind of trailer, which. You know, everybody mm. uses that. Certainly beats mandolins, eh? That we get in, uh, in yeah. that we that we had for a while. Um, this is quite an interesting thing. Uh, Two seven nine UK pounds, which isn't actually all that uh, expensive, I don't think, for, for what you get there. Uh, so here is, uh, let me see the what the rear. You've got MIDI in here as well uh, via USB, and I think there is expression pedal. If you put a uh, TRS in there and an adapter, you can get MIDI into the unit via hardware. So there's bound to be a bunch of control uh it looks like uh mono in stereo out right? Sorry, i do beg your pardon
2: and just you know i think it's a switchable, ster- switchable stereo switchable stereo i think
0: ah I okay be i beg your I pardon think it's,
2: it's via trs Oops.
0: via trs Oops. again Oops. okay there we go yeah all yeah. roads lead to polybride yeah <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> we, of course so oh, it's an odd it's an odd choice but uh th- but i i guess given the form factor there's just so much so much space that they have um Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to hog the conversation. That's all right. You so carry me, on. I, just, I, just, <laughs> I, I stand corrected. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I like this. I think this would be quite cool. I, I like the – you're the one that turned me on to the Valhalla Shimmer stuff. And I I never I, – well, I realized that years ago I did this album uh, back in Austin. And I'd used an uh, H3000, Eventide H3000 on this piano part to make it extremely ambient sounding and uh and i realized that this is that this is actually that sound this is ah. uh, this uh black hole is that sound that i that i want so for yeah two hundred something pounds that's it's a deal yeah i'll do it
0: <laughs> it's I interesting i know this. we can so i mean it's so easy to kind of go in terms of uh well, you know, if you buy a plug-in and you've got the hardware to run it, you know, you've got multiple instances. But I mean, you can only take so much of it. I'm guessing, uh, Steve. I, I don't know how you feel about uh, large washes of uh, smothering reverb. I mean, it's 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 become a thing, hasn't it? I mean, I'm I'm totally guilty. I only need to play two notes and it sounds great, you know, and it goes for much longer, so I don't have to think of another two notes until uh, until <laughs> the reverb is over.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I you know, I. I... I'm happy to admit that I'm a big fan of it when it's done well. There's um, uh, oh a superb uh, <laughs> selection of albums by uh, a chap called Harold Budd, uh, who's collaborated with Robin Guthrie from the Cocteau Twins, and John Fox, who's I'm sure known to, to everybody here. Um, and their use of these huge sort of like waves of reverb, I think is uh, absolutely superb. So the, the Black Hole, I've been using now for quite a few years as a plug and yeah, you can get that kind of uh, uh, ambient wash that Charles was talking about. And it's um, it, for me, it takes reverb into uh, a different place than you, you would typically use reverb as a producer or, or an engineer. So on that little um, video where the guy was playing the guitar, you, got, you definitely got this big sense of space. But the guitar was right at the front of the mix as well. And that's something that's that's you can uh, you can do with the black hole and a few other reverbs which I could mention in a moment. But it seems to be that the the black hole reverb f- performs a similar function to a plate reverb because you know with, like with a plate reverb right. you you get the spice, the long spice. tail hmm. but you don't really get the early reflections. It's just an you get a, just a sense of reverbiness, but you don't get those cues for your ears that put something to the further back in the in the mix. That's what the black hole can do. And when you combine that with the sort of envelope shaping, you just end up with really quite, uh, sometimes unpredictable, but in a good way, waves of reverb sound. So so now we're using, or we could be using reverbs like this, not to create a, a sense of real space, but almost more like a kind of synthesis method, if you know what I mean. Um, Mm. And that's something that I've done uh, a few times in my own work, which I I really find uh, uh, interesting. And just talking about that very briefly, there's another uh, reverb that I just can't recommend enough uh, called Verb adaptive verb by synaptic
0: yeah well I, yeah. I was yes that's that's something that uh, I, I was going to talk about that a little bit later actually because it gave me an idea for a synth but we'll get to that but uh, yeah that is a, okay that that's the harmonically kind of intelligent so you don't end up with too much mush right
1: yeah yeah uh, essentially uh, y- you don't end up with too much mush but also you get a kind of reverb Sound, but it's not really reverb. If you know what I mean, it's it's it enables you to create just a, something that's really big, but well, doesn't push your sound to the back of the mix. Plus, also, it doesn't sort of flap around. If you know what I mean, I, I'll stop making that. Yeah, I see what you're. I, no, I hands. do,
0: I, and that's the sign of a kind of expensive algorithm to, to many degrees. I mean, that's yeah. why I always remember when I was uh, live doing live sound, and I would you I'd be used to using SPX nineties and sort of cheap effects, which were big and would just poke out. And then I would, uh, I'd go to a venue where they had like you know a lexicon or something, and I just think I can't hear it, and I'd end up turning it up so loud because I couldn't really kind of get a sense of it so much, and it was probably just because my ears weren't tuned to that. Um, it's interesting, uh, uh, Matt. This, this does look nice, and I'm getting, I know you, it's right yeah. up your street as well. I mean, I think yeah. the one thing that somebody said in the chat room, I was trying to scroll back to see who it was who said that. I think it was. Uh, uh, no, it's gone. You. I mean, you could buy the H9 pedal itself with all the other algorithms for only a, maybe another. 180 quid, which might be...
3: Well, no, I I think I can see why Eventide have done this. I mean, this is like 260 quid. Then you've got the Eventide Space, which is one of these, but the reverb model. Mm. This is the harmonizer, by the way, the pitch factor, which is amazing. I I run a lot of synths through this, and um, it's got octave octave stuff and arpeggiators for audio, which is really, really cool. Um, So, yeah, you've got this version, and I think these are about 400 quid. Right. And then you've got the Eventide H9 and then you've got the H9 Max and the H9 Max with it fully loaded, you're talking about 800, 700, 800 quid there, I think. that's So I can see why they've come in with this one being, you know, it's it's one of the cheaper Eventide pedals you can get now, basically. Um, so I can see why they've done it. I'll tell you what I've done recently, though. Um, I mean, all my effects are guitar pedals and one thing or another, but I also, I've just bought two, FX units for the for my live modular kit which are the uh, fx aid by happy nerding and they're ah. tiny they're absolutely tiny they're stereo in stereo out and um you can decide what algorithms you put on them reverbs um delays there's a little app you just uh, um connected to that's it i've got the one ah, on the left uh, okay just brought out the XL, which has got um, bigger a bigger interface and some more modulation some more c v but i've i have i have bought two of of the smaller ones there, and the you just go go on their website and they are a being even tied reverbs with the reverbs that are inside of this and i think I think they are very very close absolutely these are probably the best reverb algorithms that i've heard in modular for that size as well I mean look at the size of it. How um, much are those? So hundred and seventy
0: quid plus VAT. Uh, yeah. For the. Uh, f- yeah, that.
3: Uh, yeah, that's, and yeah, you can okay. decide. You can just switch between the different programs. You can have. Um, you, you can decide what order they go in. So I've got all my favorite reverbs on one of them, and then I've got all my favorite delays on another one. And um, I'm hoping they're going to open it up so you can then go into the algorithms and start editing them as well and that kind of thing. So you've got. You know, you've got ping pong stuff, uh, you've got um, reverse delays, you've got black hole reverbs, that kind of thing. And you've got a tone control on there, so you can take the top end off, the low end off. You can add feedback on the delays and reverbs oh, as So well. do, those,
0: uh, do those knobs uh, kind of change depending on what the algorithm is? Is that the kind of way That's it works? right, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But
3: generally, the bottom one is dry-wet. Uh, the next one up is usually feedback, and then the next one's kind of a tone. And then the top one's usually the delay length or the reverb length and oh, honestly tip. they sound absolutely amazing go check check out the reviews and, and the demos
0: right, nice one. there's also uh the tip top uh effects uh, effects range which uh, we that's we had right. reviewed quite recently they sounded really nice I, as well they, they do sound yeah, lovely
3: i had yeah. those and that actually got rid of them for these ah, one okay. because these are smaller and this is my this is my portable live rig Basically, okay. so the smaller the the, the modules are better, um, and and I just think that these are cutting through a little bit better in the mix. They've just got that, um, just that density to them, I guess. Where uh, especially when you've got a lot of bass stuff going on, like I do, just sunlight. Sometimes your reverbs and delays can get lost um these, do they have a re- clock do it. they
0: have a clock input there's a cv input there but i could do, yes. can you actually clock them ah that's that's good that's right you, yeah. can, you can you use that cv for multiple things right yeah and is is there a way so, to get in there then is there sort of usb connectivity or some sort of editor that allows you to do that
3: uh you just do it via that cv input so you just take a an, uh, just through your audio interface DC oh, you, just you just send that it a away file yeah it just goes sends sends in the algorithms that you want in the order that you want. And it actually also creates a PDF for you, generates a PDF for you, which you can download, <laughs> which has got all your algorithms that you've just loaded onto it in the order that you've just chosen it. So you end up with your own little personal manual.
0: Oh, that's neat. It's really,
3: really cool. Sounds that's, great. That's, Absolutely. Great.
0: That's very cool.
1: Yes. Um, can I just mention, I, I don't know whether it's been mentioned here before, but I've, I've, since we've been talking, you know, we're in reverb land and, um i must mention valhalla's supermassive which uh, valhalla which uh, Is charles was talking about before. yeah that's the free, free one. one yeah um so valhalla did loads of great they do lots of great plugins um, including the shimmer uh, reverb that charles was talking about um but i downloaded this valhalla supermassive the the free uh reverb plugin um that the chap's doing and it's it's superb i I'm a little bit surprised he's giving it away for free, but if you're you know in the market for creating just huge slabs of reverb that actually sound really good, Um, it's something I'd strongly recommend. Also, it's free, so yeah. Well,
0: I I know I I think Divkid Ben Divkid did a bunch of uh, patches for that. Actually, he was part of the promo, right? So uh, yeah, all good stuff. Um, Okay. Uh, Gosh, time has actually marched on much more more quickly than I thought. I wondered, uh, because I I did sort of tease this, and this was actually, I I, I haven't actually got much, uh, but yesterday was looking a bit light on topics apart from Polybrute. And uh, I put a uh, I put a question in the Discord, which I will I'll just throw this up because you can you can all join if you anyone wants to join our Discord, we've got a server going with a bunch of different rooms on there, bitly slash sonic Discord, um, and I uh, a chap called or oh, I guess a a, a chap uh, someone called Shago uh, popped up piped up with a kind of hey, maybe you should talk about all of these bands that are kind of starting to reissue. So we've got um, band revivals, essentially. So New Order and Erasure, New Material, uh, Yellow, I think, have got a big uh, album out. Um, the Point, which has been a long time coming. You know, there's been Pet Shop Boys, Nine Inch Nails, Moby, Erasure, Neon. Uh, there's a whole bunch of this kind of like electronic music revival things, which is a, a weird time to do it because obviously they're not going to be able to tour to support it. Uh, and And I just thought, I wonder what it is that's driving this, and whether it's is this just nostalgia, or is it just kind of uh, is there something else that's driving it? Is it the world situation that's making people kind of just be creative, or how, how do you? And I know, Chicky, you because you you said, oh, I've probably got something to say on this, so I'll, I'll come to you first because uh, I I why not? Because <clears throat> you you yeah. go out with a bunch of bands that are still touring that have, ha- have got quite a legacy in the you know from, in the past for from pop and electronica.
2: Yeah, um, well, since the lockdown started. <clears throat> I was I talked to Andy McCluskey from OMD and he was saying that I was just checking in to see how I was doing. He's like, "Well, there's lots of time. So <laughs> lots, there's no touring, lots of time. So uh, the last, I, last time I spoke to him, they're writing a bunch of new material. Um, Howard Jones just you know with the this last tour we did uh, almost all of last year was for a new album, but from what I understand, he's already like." cracking on with an, another record um, I think what it is it's I think it's a combination of there isn't a lot to do you know so might as well be creative um, and this is a great time for electronic music yeah. um, the, you know it's you it, I was I was had a conversation with someone the other day where we were talking about just the nature of pop music and ha- how how much it I'm, and I'm telling you when I say pop music I mean you know, whatever happens to be popular right now. And, you know, I remember like even 15 years ago, I don't want to give my age away too bad. Uh, Wikipedia is wrong, by the way, about my age. Um, I <laughs> can I do want, something about that. Uh, no, 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 don't. I'm fine, I'm fine with it. They, they took a few years off, which is good. Um, but uh, I remember when, you know, you just didn't have a pop song that didn't have – Guitar in it, like it just it just was not a it was not. A, I mean, I'm not saying guitar songs, but every song, even if it's electronic, whether it's yeah. Jan Jackson or Paula Dool stuff, I know that's going back pretty far. But everything had guitar in it, and now, I, like I was uh, I was just listening to, I think it was the New Jesse Ware record, which I I think it's a fantastic record. I love that record, and uh, so you know idea. there's. There's guitars nowhere. I mean, there there actually is on one song, but it's just very in the background. And that's, you know, all all music, all pop music now, in the Western canon that is, all pop music is electronic music. So I you, wonder. You know, I, I, is, I had a theory this about this. I
0: wondered whether it's something to do with the fact that there is. Technology has made it easier for us to do it. You know, if you're in a guitar band, the only way you can really be a guitar band is to play together. And obviously that's out yeah. the question at the moment. That makes it harder. There are less venues where you can actually go and be a guitar band and make noise and do that thing, which, you know, I'm, is, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Uh, being, you know, I miss that. You know, seeing four or five people mm-hmm. in a room just playing some good, honest string-based music, you know, and, and making a loud noise, it's really it's it, it makes you feel you know, it does something for your soul, I think, you know, even if you're not a yeah. fan. There's just there's something primal and visceral about it, which you don't necessarily get. But because electronic music because that we're able to produce so much more easily at home we don't have to have special places to record the drums or whatever because we're not using maybe that's why they're not there because it's actually quite a pain in the ass to 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 record those things so therefore it's become the songwriter the tools of the songwriter are the stuff that they could do on headphones in their bedroom right up to you know their their special shed they've got in the garden or whatever that purpose-built studio i mean you're fortunate in many ways charles that you you can but I wondered, and also by the same thing, touring. You know, touring, taking a, a band of musicians with strings and analog instruments, you know, that, that you hit and twang uh, is more labor-intensive, I guess, in some ways. Yeah.
2: I, wow. I think of, it like, you know, what Neil's from, you know, his... his yeah, he's electronic, but, you know, <laughs> most of what you see coming coming from his performances is stream based stuff you know what mm. yes he has his juno 60 but you know and i think he's got a well, cp he, it's, it's the piano isn't it he's got, the, yeah. he's got the piano as part it, of his prepare. but it, and oftentimes he has a whole orchestra with him and and so forth <laughs> um i think i think though that yes you do have these these bands like yellow and and new order and so forth that, that are coming out with this stuff although i i think that bas- you know some from what you said too about the 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 power of a of a string based or uh, ac- I should say acoustic based
0: a thing being um, hit um, in sound a room,
2: yeah. so yeah something actually moving moving waves through the air and then recording that. Um, I think I think the electro electroacoustic thing. I'm starting to see so much electroacoustic stuff whether it's you know little dragon putting out stuff or yeah yeah you know any never bands. I'm seeing a lot of that stuff and a, a lot of people are are doing that from their houses. I mean it's not much different than what I'm going to do from here. Um just wants that rule of six just just a quick aside
0: uh sinister goatfish in the chat room says uh, Rick Beato, who's got a great uh youtube channel he yeah. said he was listening to the current top 10 in his last video and he said there was much more guitar in there than recent history which is kind of interesting uh, interesting well yeah, that's pretty interesting well, yeah. so i guess so. um steve uh, you tour you play what mm. do, what do you I mean, you song right? i mean what do you think what 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 do you think about this kind of this theory that it's just it's just become more convenient not to play real instruments
1: <laughs> um oh mm-hmm. gosh I, I don't really know nick i mean uh, i mean if, if we're talking real instruments as is acoustic instruments absolutely acoustic instruments are, are a real pain compared to for example um a sample library um but you know whilst uh, charles was talking i was i was really thinking hard about, has, has something changed uh, to the, the, the musical world that's, that's meant that it's better uh, for people like the, the acts that you've mentioned, like Erasure and New Order and Howard Jones came up as well. Is this environment actually better for them um, than it was, you know, let's say five years ago? And there's a few things that, that cross my mind. First of all, um, us electronic musicians, we're, we're used to working on our own. You know um yeah we collaborate absolutely um but it, it's not really a problem for any of us to sort of sit in a room like this and churn out tune after tune after tune day in day out and night as well um and i think that that has been one of the things about the pandemic it's that some people some artists have really struggled because they're born collaborators born extroverts i suppose um but in my experience Most electronic artists I know, they're more, well, you know, we're more deep thinkers, basically. And I think that really (laughs) suits, you know, that's kind of suits being on our own. But there's another thing. And this was something that I really found uh, during the lockdown, um, which is that not only did you have more time, but there was less pressure as in because nothing was going on anywhere in the world there was no fear of missing out when you have these artists let's say new order who have been you know doing their thing for more than 40 years this is possibly the first time ever that they've had a situation where they can do whatever they want and they're not in competition with anybody else or any event or anything like that they can just literally do what they want and as a songwriter was a creative as an artist that's an incredibly uh freeing situation whether that actually applies to these acts i'm not sure because they they're um i know that several of the acts you have mentioned were supposed to be on tour uh, later this year and it could be that it's actually just a bit of a coincidence uh, that this coincided with the pandemic but moving uh, forward from here i think that's that's two things that are probably going to benefit the people who work in the way that that we work. Um having said all of that, I really miss playing live. And um so I I'm I'm working on a vaccine just over there.
0: Yeah, yeah well, absolutely. I don't know. Um Matt, I mean you what well, yeah. you're both educators actually. I forgot to bring that up with, with with you also uh Steve. but You're both educators. So are you seeing you know, do d do, do you get students coming in with a variety of instruments, or are they mostly do they generally, or is it generally electronic musicians graduate, to, you know, towards your your facility, or do you get a, a general mix?
3: Well, I can talk about the courses that I run, which is music production, and I would say that ninety five percent of them who come on the course are musicians first and foremost. They are they're coming in having learnt an instrument of some sort, and then gravitated towards oh the computer I can record my instrument into it oh I can record my voice I can program drums to go along with my instrumentation and that that never really stops when they come on the course because um, a lot of them aspire to be in bands still record their bands and produce their bands as, as a way into the music production industry if you like so so a lot of them do do keep that musicianship going, that's that's for sure. But I think a lot of them do see the value of the fact that they don't need to get six people together and organise six different diaries to get together and rehearse well, yeah. when they can just produce their own music and go out. And, and and I think that's fine. But what what tends what I'm seeing as well, with a lot of people that that are even making electronic music in the charts. When they do go out and play live and they've got the budget behind them, they they often will go out and take what they've produced in the box and get musicians to relearn them and give the audience an, a different experience anyway on the, on the stage, which which I think is really cool. And people might pay a, a bigger ticket value for that because they know they're going to get a different experience to just hearing back the track as if it was coming back from a stereo play, right? So, so there's that to it. Obviously, there's Brexit. It's going to be very very more expensive for musicians to get around and travel i won't yeah. go down that but we all already are seeing the impact of that for me as a performer um i mean i i this is my case it, it I close the lid on it, I can get on an easy jet. This goes in the in the uh, handheld luggage. It's the exact size for luggage. So it's always, always with me. And if I wanna then turn up somewhere and have someone jam along, I can do that. I can send them a click from it. I can send them a stereo feed from it. I've, as you've seen in the past, um, when we did that video, I played in Berlin, I had a live drummer playing along with yeah. me. Um, cause I'm, I'm actually really interested. I mean, if you want to get academic about it, some people say that electronic, um, um, electronic music is not a performance art. You know, some people will argue that I don't necessarily believe that myself, but what I am interested in is a great book called free play. And this book talks about, um, talks about the way that, um, music, how, how we basically jam, how we, um, just come up with ideas. How we respond to other musicians, and um, that can be quite difficult to do. That's it. There, it's really, really good. It can be quite hard to do that with electronic music because it's not like you know a guitar where you you are able to yeah, switch you just things, just adapt quite and, quickly flow, and respond. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a little bit different. Where so I'm really interested in in electronic music being a performance art and actually taking it away from click tracks and all that kind of thing. So. When I'm playing with a drummer, for example, the drummer, I usually pick drummers that are doing intricate kind of jazz, fusion-y sort of beats that are quite loose and push and pull, and I can respond to that. The way I've set my system up, I can play around with uh, VCA's and filters, and I can play around with all of these things to kind of um, move with the drummer, and the drummer to respond to me, and me respond to the drummer. So. Basically, my setup is very dynamic. It allows me to do that. Or I can just turn up at a gig, and I can just do hard techno straight out of this machine without any, anyone. So um, it's something I thought about early on when I was putting this together. I thought, what do my life sets want to be like? Because I, I really got fed up as well standing behind laptops. That wasn't very engaging for the audience. You know, you've got to have a decent light show, or you wear a mouse head on stage and that, that'll sell you tickets. People will come and see you then, you know, but I, I'm not at that level. So for me, I needed something tactile and that's when Modular came in because everything that you're hearing, I'm producing, I'm I, if I don't turn that dial, it doesn't do anything. So that was something I thought about very, very early on about how I wanted my live set to be, how I wanted to be able to engage people with it, other musicians and the audience. Bit of a ramble there.
0: No, I no, I think that's. But again, you know, it, it's it's very much down to workflow, isn't it? And Eurorack is a format that allows a compact setup to be made, as does a laptop, as does any you know, whichever it works, whatever works, works. I mean, that's the point, isn't it? And I suppose the, yeah. the, the, the 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 collaborative style, you know, there there is a there is this sort of uh, abrasive interface between live musicianship and. Clock-based musicianship, shall we say, you know, which which is always difficult to do, you know. But there are, you know, there are ways where you can take audio signals to feed into uh, clocks, and then everything can drift a bit. Now we've got audio warping and time stretching. You know, you can do that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, that means you might have a computer in it, but it could mean that the drummer could drive the show, or well, all those things can happen. I suppose it's harder to get that yeah, yeah. like, tempo out of, a, out of a guitarist. but wh- I'm sure we looked at some stuff where there's there's actually a way to. Uh, a pedal which which took tempo information from, from strums yeah. and then, you know, so gets you going, yeah.
3: There's, uh, there's a Max for Life patch that was developed by James Holden. He's amazing. And actually it was him who, who put me onto this book, free playing his drummer. And um, he developed a app. You can download it from Ableton. And um, what it does, it will read, it will get an audio in uh, input. And that could be, for example, the kick drum of your drummer or the hi-hat. And it will read the uh, the intervals As a measurement in time as they're playing and it will then spit out a clock based on that. And the clock is moving very slightly forward and backwards in time based on the human timing. Yeah. And then you pump that into your sequencer or your Euro rack or whatever it is that you're using. And your Euro rack and sequencer is slightly moving the clock up and down and you are no longer the one spitting out this tick, top, top, top. That's gone. It's it's really interesting.
0: I bet it is. I mean, I suppose the only thing that, you know, then if you've got any sort of sample playback or any kind of stems, things that are just straight triggers, they're going to <laughs> yeah. be off because they're not going to move. Yes. Then you would need live or something like that that could have warping yeah. and all of those things.
3: But, but we're talking milliseconds though. And, and sorry to interrupt, Nick. We're yeah. talking milliseconds movement here. So when those samples are slightly in and out of time, I guess it's no different to... Um, you know, the guitarist on the night just being a bit sloppy or a bit ahead or a bit behind and that kind of thing. You, it's it, it's that that's bringing back this movement into electronic music. It's fascinating.
0: It, yeah, very interesting. Thanks for that. That's uh, fascinating. Gosh, it's five o'clock and there are still topics left. I might save them until next week uh, just because... You never know when you're going to be a bit, bit light on topics. But I want to thank you all for joining us. I don't know either of you. I should before I get before I wrap. I don't know if either of you guys had anything you wanted to add to that, uh, Steve or Chicky. Because I mean, you both perform live. You know, Chicky, you, you you know, a variety of ways for things to go. Steve, you sound like you have a have a, have
1: something um, well, I did have something. I did have something I was going to mention. It's a slight tangent, but it was related to your question, Nick. Which was because uh, Matt and I work at the the same uh, college university now. Um, although I, I teach songwriting and Matt does a music tech thing. Um, you were asking: uh, Do the are the students? Are they really into uh, making bands, or are they going down the technology route? And one thing that I've noticed is that. It depends on where the students are from. As in, it seems to me that if you, for example, uh, were born and grow, uh, brought up in South London, like me, um, chances are that you're doing the technology thing. Whereas if you've um, grown up in Chichester, which is just over there, which is just a small town, people send the students tend to be making bands and. Um, Interesting. I don't know how interesting that is, but it is something that popped into well, my head, and I thought. I, should I suppose.
0: Say. I mean, I suppose if you're in the, in a large city, there's community around you because you're surrounded by more people who are likely yeah. to be into the same thing. Whereas if you're in a in a smaller yeah. community, you know, you create one by people of the same interest, and it might be a band-based thing. I suppose, Charles, yeah, you look yeah, like you were yeah. nodding in uh, in in uh, um, agreement. I could have been wrong. Maybe you weren't agreeing. Um, Okay, well, I think we will probably wrap things. Uh, it's been great. I want to say thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for all of those in the Discord and in Twitch for joining us. Uh, also, uh, all of you people over at uh, IRC uh, for joining us as well. Thank you very much. And um, want to say also, don't forget if you want to, uh, if you're thinking about buying a uh, isotope product, then this is the code to use: the Sonic Ten. Uh, go to isotope.com slash sonic talk and you can uh, go from there. You can save yourself 10% or anything you might want to be buying. um, And I can thoroughly recommend their stuff. But we'll say thank you. Charles, thank you so much for joining us. It's been uh, great as ever. And um, I'm glad, uh, well, you're still busy. So I'm guessing in a way, not having to do several live productions from your house might be a bit of a a relief in some ways. So
2: it's... It's a it's a relief, but I was really looking forward to it. It'll um, happen. But it'll, the, happen. It, but it'll happen. But the the first band I had coming in for it was they they're an all electronic band. They but they play everything live. So it was it was six people, which already yeah, you know, it means it means I it's that with me and a camera person that's that's already well over the limit. So uh, so it'll wait, but uh, we'll we'll figure something out. Yeah. It'll work
0: out well. Lovely That's to have story. you, lovely to have you, Charles. Glad so, to be here, always a pleasure. And, uh, Mr. S- uh, Matt Hodson, uh, hydrating there, always good, planet. So, I've been mean, this unexpected hot spell that we have. <laughs> lovely to have you. Uh, are you planning any, Thanks, uh, any live streams or happenings? Uh, around oh gosh,
3: way? I say this, yeah, I get asked this every week. I really should. I get a lot of people emailing me and messaging me. Instagram and stuff. Are you doing any live streams? I, re- I promise. I promise I will soon. I'm, I'm settled now, and I've had some big jobs that I've, that I've been taking care of, and I'll finish this remix. And um, maybe I'll do a live stream actually of how I've approached this remix. You might be interested in some of the techniques that I've been using about how I how what my approaches are, and yeah. how I how I do remixing. I might do something on that. Um, other than that no thanks very much for having us on the show and what i might do is jump into the discord channel because um i'd really like to stay in touch with the community that comes on this show every single week i see the same people and um i kind of feel like we're only together for like an hour and then we disappear again so i'm going to join up to the, the discord Nick, and jump in there and well, if anyone's around
0: right. yeah rail,
3: can have a chat
0: well, you were one of the uh, one of the reasons I set it up. Both you and Gaz were going, "Oh, you should really set it up again." And I know Wagyu was, uh, yeah. uh, who's, uh, who's who's occasionally in there. He was one of the moderators in the previous one that we set up that didn't really get. And I oh. tried to kind of put so and stuff like every time we post a video, it gets posted now into the uh, promotions. So there's a there's a self promote channel. There's a uh, uh, gear talk channel and there's a sonic live channel and a general channel and we'll we'll tweak stuff and, and by the, by all means as well uh in suggestions channel if you've got any ideas that you want to want some, us to talk about something on sonic talk for next week just drop it in there and it may well get included in fact uh chargo today uh got theirs in so uh thank you very much for that chargo i uh, very much appreciate and also mr gosh i did i st- whoever, i can't remember who i've said goodbye to steve hillier there we go steve hillier <laughs> thank you very much for joining us as well <laughs> Uh, I'm guessing uh, what, what's happening with your uh, with your immediate future have you got stuff in the pipeline or are you uh,
1: yeah. The, yeah yeah Nick I've got um, quite a lot of uh, piano music well, it's a sort of piano and electronic music hybrid um, that's coming out over the next month so I would uh, just if people out there are interested you can find my stuff on Spotify um, the artist's name is Stephen Hillier so that's me obviously but with a PH um and uh, i'm on social media as steve hillier uk and so yeah there's quite a lot of stuff coming out then i'm not going to do any live streams yet though until i've worked out how to make me interesting so it uh, <laughs> might be a little while
0: <laughs> there yeah i think you had to sell yourself there steve but uh, but thank you uh, everybody uh, so that was it for sonic talk number 635 thanks to everybody in the uh Various chat rooms as YouTube, Discord, and Twitch all uh, represented there. And of course, our old school IRCs. Nice to see you all, folks. There. Lovely to see you. So um, we'll say goodbye for now and we'll see you all next time. Take care, everybody. That was Sonic see G- 635. See you
3: later. Bye. Bye.